Good morning, or if you're listening to this later, good afternoon or good evening. And welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast. I am one of your hosts, Cody Stoffer, back with another set of requests. And this is going to be released on January 20th, 2021. And we're continuing our request for our senior players to try and get some exposure and try and coach them up a little bit as we approach signing day. So without further ado, I'm going to start off here. We have, you know, primarily running backs and athletes for this episode from a variety of, you know, 2A, 3A, and I believe even 4 and 5A. So count them up, count them down. But we're going to start off with Caden Meisner out of University High School, the six foot, 185 pound speed back, slot back slash half back. He also played some safety, but I'm primarily going to talk about his speed back slash slot skills because that is a position that he primarily played. So with Caden, I'll start off with strengths with Caden. Caden is deceptively quick and surprisingly strong. He's really hard to bring down, almost never brought down by by one guy. And you'll see that as a continuing pattern for a lot of these players who, who are definitely pretty strong and have high motors to compensate for maybe not like, you know, the, the biggest frames in the state. But, you know, he has a high motor. His hands are pretty solid. He does go up and, and make some pretty aggressive catches. There's one in particular where he ran, you know, just a seam route down the middle. And he kind of mossed like the safety and the slot corner or linebacker that was on him. So, you know, he's capable of going up and getting those passes. He's definitely a home run hitter on those seam routes, you know, capable of ending up in the end zone and getting your team some points. He's also definitely a gadget player being used out of the slot position because I'd say that the majority of Caden's yards came from jet sweeps in in this university offense. And so, you know, it it treated him pretty well. He ended up with over 2,000 scrimmage yards in his high school career. And, you know, I'd say that he splits his yards and touchdowns pretty evenly between being a running back and a wide receiver. He was a first-team all-conference player. And, you know, he's also capable of, of returning the ball you know, whether it's kick or punt return, which you would assume. And I think that the university's idea was just to get Caden the ball as much as possible. So his usage rate was definitely up there. And you could see it because however they could devise to get him the ball, whether it was shovel passes or jet sweeps or sometimes even handing the ball to him out of the backfield, very rarely, but sometimes doing that. And then, you know, at his senior year is where his route running really started to develop. You could see some more deep out routes and some harder breaks on his cuts during his routes and a bit more diversity with his routes. So I say that, you know, with all of those strengths being considered, I do want to start talking about some areas to improve. So Caden, if you're listening, the and, and some of these things he can't really address outside of the scheme that he played in. So keep that in mind. But something that would be kind of a concern for me watching Caden as a college coach is most of the handoffs are on jet sweeps. And so when you're getting these handoffs on jet sweeps and with as often as they run them, you know, this is this is a part of the university program and something that they just do really, really well. You know, there's there's excellent seal blocks happening and scoop blocks happening on the edge that open up opportunities for Caden to make these plays. And he does read the holes pretty well, but that's entirely different from getting a handoff in the backfield. In addition to that, when he's getting a handoff on a jet sweep, he already has a head start. So it makes me kind of question what his acceleration looks like out of a backfield, if that's what he were to play, or, you know, what his acceleration looks like 
on on double move routes because I'd say that a lot of his deep passes he was just able to run by the guy but that doesn't mean too much to me on go routes at the 2a level which is another thing that I wanted to talk about where so you have Kaden Meisner who has over 2,000 scrimmage yards right as as a football player in the 2a division but then you also have Nate Gravagno who lit it up lit it up at the 2a level and actually made the number five spot on our receivers list and was also utilized a bit as a gadget player but no he had a lot of other skills that i don't think Caden necessarily has i don't see any kind of blocking skills whatsoever i don't see a very big route tree especially compared to like gravagno who you know made it made his bread and butter off of some routes no doubt but also ran a plethora of routes and plays from multiple positions h back slot back outside wide receiver tight end you know where he is Caden was basically lined up in the slot all the time so I've talked about this in past breakdowns where it's like in the slot you just have better matchups because you're going to be against linebackers or further down the depth chart kind of cornerback guys and you know his motion and his handoffs coming mostly off of jet sweeps it, it, it he's very there's not a bunch of work or samples to look at as to the versatility of Caden Meisner's game so if I'm a scout and I'm watching his film I'm like okay he can run jet sweeps and seam routes so you know that's not super appealing from a scout perspective and you know especially at the 2a level with a sample size not being super big and like like the the competition is definitely a turnoff too because i mean nobody could tackle him but i wouldn't say that like kaden is like the strongest man alive you know or anything like that like a lot of it is bad form tackling or diving or going for shoelace tackles which Caden did actively avoid and was good at it but I just don't know what that translates to so I'll say outlook for Caden Meisner out of University High School I don't think he's committed anywhere yet and I don't see any offers on his Twitter so I think that you know if you're if you're a D2 you know you might look at Caden Meisner as probably a partial scholarship kind of guy and Caden, you know, if you want to continue to develop a bigger portfolio for football and you don't get, you know, the offer that you're looking for, I'd probably recommend looking into JUCO. Probably if you're looking to stay closer to Colorado, probably, you know, you're looking at Arizona JUCOs and things like that. And if you want to get more air heavy and you want to focus more on your wide receiver kind of aspect of your game because you got you got to focus on one position basically and, and develop that so you either need to move into a backfield in which case kansas you know juco's could be a good look for that because they do run the ball quite a bit but if you're looking to develop more into a wide receiver then i'd look into california or arizona junior colleges and just know that it's going to be super competitive you might have to wait your turn but there's collegiate coaching there that can increase like your exposure i guess depending on the plays that you make and improve your chances to go to that next level and i want you to know that i wish nothing but the best for Caden. you know here at playmakers corner we just try and tell it like it is and be honest and and help you it's just the environment that and and the scheme that you played in is not super conducive to producing you know division one looks or opportunities so you know i'd say juco is probably your best route but that's probably all we got for Caden Meisner. Stay tuned. We got three more requests coming up. Yep. See you there.
Hello, y'all. Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast. It is a request episode number six, I believe, with Cody Stoffer here. And coming up next, we have Tyren Draper. I apologies if I'm saying it wrong. The five foot ten, hundred and eighty-two pound running back out of Hinkley High School. Now, I'll start off with some areas of improvement for Tyron here, but I will also mention that Draper here has not played yet this 2020-2021 season because Hinkley is playing in the spring. So be on the lookout for his spring season. I think that this is a guy who could burst onto the scene and easily rack up some offers, in my opinion. So Draper here, some areas of improvement is I think that based is based on the beginning of the video of, of his highlight reels and stuff that I watch that there's just some plays where he doesn't finish or he doesn't have like that last gasp or burst to make it into the end zone. So I think sometimes when it's contested, I think that Draper is strong enough and fast enough to finish some of these runs where he ends up leaving points on the field, in my opinion. So, you know, th- there's a couple where he, he just gets caught from behind or pushed out of bounds last second. And it's like, well, you know, I think you're talented enough to to kick it into that last you know, that last gasp of air or, you know, into that extra gas tank and, and lunge for that end zone and, and collect those points. So just working on that burst. I also think that he, his stance is really wide. Like his, his legs are outside of his shoulders by a, a pretty decent margin, I think. And so he kind of loses some time from his start to go because first movement he always makes is bring his legs back inside and then pushing off of a back foot where he is, you know, it, from a more square standpoint, you could push off and go whatever direction you need to off the side of your feet because they're not so far outside from you. So I'd say, you know, work on that stance and watch some film of some NFL running backs to look at their stance and kind of what it looks like and then compare it to yours and see what I'm kind of talking about is you, your legs are angled outside of your shoulders. So that makes it take a longer time to get that zero to 60 speed going, you know, which maybe that's part of what you do to look for the hole or find some patience but there's better ways of doing that and just being used to the speed of the game because it's only going to get faster at the next level and that half a second hesitation can end up getting you blown up in the backfield but i also think that draper here can i think he can get faster in the top end speed category it says on his huddle that he runs a 468 which i'm pretty sure he should be faster than that just based off of like some of the film that i've watched but i definitely think that if he could get into the four, five, nine area, which I totally believe is possible, then, you know, he becomes even more dangerous of a threat. And then as far as all around backs go, you know, there's, there's a lot more pass catching film on all of these other guys, basically, than Draper here. And I don't know if that's up to the scheme or whatever, but I think that Draper, I think he's capable of catching the ball. So I'd love to see him move out into the slot and see if we can get some mismatches on linebackers or kick him out wide into an empty set in that Hinkley, you know, kind of program and see if he can get some one-on-one opportunities with corners and see what his route running kind of looks like and get a better look at his hands because I just haven't had a lot of opportunities to look at how good his hands are. And I believe that there's a lot of potential for Draper to contribute in the run game. So I also think that I didn't see any pass blocking film on Draper at all. So, you know, if I, I'm, I'm watching this film as a scout and I'm like, okay, I don't see any pass blocks here. The one or two pass plays that I see, the routes are pretty rough and the hands aren't 
exactly sure. You know, it doesn't just stick to his hands like glue. Then it's like, is this only a two down running back that I'm looking at where I have to take him off the field in passing situations because he either A, can't block or B, catch the ball. And, you know, we want versatile running backs. And I think that Draper is capable of being a versatile running back. And I'll be able to explain that with some of the reasonings and his strengths here in a second. But he's absolutely way too good, I think, athletically to only be a two down back. So Draper, I think you work on some pass blocking technique so that your coaches can trust you and leave you in that pass pro, you know, kind of looks and get some of those looks and then work on your hands and, and running routes. And that will contribute to footwork and stance as well, because being able to operate out of a receiver stance is going to help your other stances and understand where your balance points are and where your power comes from. So, but, you know, with all these things in mind of areas to improve, Tyron does a lot of things correctly. I think that, you know, once again, Draper is a guy who will never be taken down by one guy. And he has a massive jump cut. I also want to say that's super impressive. And something that I really like about Draper compared to most other running backs in Colorado is he takes a lot of handoffs under center. So, you know, it's not like shotgun where these defenses are super spread out. As I talked about with, or as I will talk about with some guys later, you know, there's there's some spread out offenses and that spreads out the defense. But Draper here faces a stacked box and routinely makes plays with his physical presence. He's not afraid to lower his shoulder and just carry somebody a few more yards. And I also think that, you know, being able to succeed against that stacked box allows him to display his patience and his field vision, which I th is superb even because, you know, he, he's willing to go wherever the open field is. You know, he doesn't hug the sideline like some guys here in the state of Colorado and he times his moves very well and he shows off his, you know, arsenal of ball ball carrier moves because of the stack boxes where it's like, okay, do I hit him with a spin? Do I hit him with a juke? Do I hit him with the truck and try and keep going or just carry them for the few yards? So, you know, I think as far as a runner goes, he's... He's super physical and he isn't afraid of contact, but I also want to say that he's really good at avoiding contact as well. And for him to be able to read a field and a defense as well as he does at his age and show the patience that he does on his blocks is super reassuring to me. And with all that being said, you know, obviously I'm excited to watch what he does in, in this spring season. But I think that Draper, as it stands right now, is a Division I running back. I think, at least with the workload that we've seen, probably on the FCS level from just a running back standpoint, but I think that Draper here could make an excellent case for being one of the top running backs in the state of Colorado, depending on how this spring season goes. And it's just a dang shame that when we did our top running back senior, you know, we were looking at some senior film and some junior film, and we just didn't have a chance to watch Draper at that point in the season. So I'm really excited to watch him in the spring. I think that any listener should be excited to watch this guy in the spring. And I think any college coach should give this guy a look because he is just an excellent combination of athleticism and power and speed. And, you know, he's, I think he has prototypical, prototypical size at five foot 10, 180 pounds, you know, uh, which is basically going to be the average size of most of these guys. I think that he should put on a little bit more weight heading to that next level while also increasing his speed, which is a pretty tall order. 
but I definitely think that Draper is capable of doing that. And you know, who knows how updated these intangibles and measurables are because he looks way faster than 468 for sure. So that'd be my guess on Draper. And I think that, you know, at school like UNC should give Draper a look and an opportunity and a chance because they did lose out on the James Walker sweepstakes to CSU Pueblo. So how do you bounce back? Well, you get a guy like Tyron Draper in your backfield who's going to be able to make defenders miss in open space and win basically any one-on-one -on -one matchup in the open field, no matter what he chooses to do. And he'll be running behind Wilson Clark too. So shout out to Wilson and shout out to Draper here. I think that he absolutely needs more looks than... I'm not really sure what he's getting, but he needs more looks than that. And I think that he could even potentially be a FBS player, depending on what conference and program he finds himself in. He's a really talented ball player. And, you know, I think that if he shows that he can catch the ball and play in pass pro while increasing his speed or maybe putting on like, I don't know, five more pounds weighing 190 by the time that the season starts and still playing as electric as he does, that the sky's the limit for this kid. So best of luck to Draper. You know, you're always welcome on the show. Same with all of these guys. You're welcome on the show to talk about some things that you go through and, you know, your perspective on what we have to say. But that does it for Tyron. And, you know, if he takes this Hinkley High School team, like if he leads them to a few wins, because they've been abysmal for as long as I could remember, basically. So, you know, if, if he can lead this team to a playoff berth, then we'll really be talking about Draper potentially being a top three running back in the state maybe even so that does it for tyrant draper out of hinkley high school you know so we got two more breakdowns coming up so just stay with us And we're back on the Playmakers Corner podcast. I'm your host, Cody Stoffer, doing another round of requests. So far, I have covered Tyren Draper out of Hinkley High School, as well as Caden Meisner out of University High School. So that's a 2A and I believe a 4A player. And now we got a 5A player in David Doty, the 5'11", 185, or I guess 190-pound running back out of Regis High School. So once again, I'll start with areas of improvement. For David Doty here, I think that he's not exactly the fastest at reading or finding the hole. And sometimes he misses his chance due to how slow he makes his reads coming out of the backfield. And, you know, this is only the high school level, so the game is only going to get faster from here. And I absolutely think that he's going to have to improve that to have a chance or a shot to play at the next level. I also think that, you know, I, I made the reference earlier that there's such a thing as a sideline hugger. And I think that David Doty is definitely that. He he sees the sideline and he beelines for it a lot, even if it's not necessarily the best path to take. And he's always looking for the home run, which I got to admire. But what a lot of young football players don't realize is sometimes the, up the middle of the field, based on how fast you are, is the best way to do that. I also think that, you know, being a sideline hunger is, is a testament to, you know, he he thinks that he's probably a little bit quicker than he actually is. I'm not sure what his top end speed really is, at least on the football field. It definitely looks a little bit different than what he has listed on his huddle. But I think that, you know, that that needs that needs some work. Also, 
You don't see too many pass plays for David Doty, which he definitely has a frame for like a pass catching back, I think. So, you know, you see some some passes here and there, but most of the time they're screen plays. So I'd like to see an expanded kind of route tree out of David Doty to show that versatility that we here at Playmakers Corner value so much. I also think that, you know, his top end speed is limited by his stride length. He's very short and choppy even when he's going full speed. And I think that he needs to expand that stride, especially at five foot 11. You know, he has some room to grow as far as the long strides that he can take to reach that peak speed and work on, you know, his pace and technique to improve what his top end speed is to, to make the middle of the field a viable option to take all the way to the, to the house. So I also think that, you know, that this is, this is definitely a little nitpicky for me because I do think that David Doty is a solid pass blocker. And I'll talk about that here in a moment when I start to talk about his strengths. But he does lean forward just a little bit too much, in my opinion. You know, you know, he doesn't keep his shoulders over his hips or knees all the time when in pass pro. And I think that that's going to be really important at the college level where these defenders are going to be coming at you and they're going to be a lot bigger and they're going to be a lot stronger and faster. So you got to be able to, to hold up against that kind of raw athleticism and physical prowess at the next level. And it's I don't think that the lean is going to necessarily help with that but for all those areas of improvement David Doty does have some very intriguing strengths I think that he's a super sturdy back who has very quick jab cuts you know if I'm know what I'm saying like he could just change directions super fast and he can make big moves too whenever he needs to there's some impressive jump cuts I think that one of the jump cuts that he had that really caught my eye was against Doherty High School where you know, he just completely lost the safety with the jump cut and teleported three yards to the left and completely lost that Doherty safety. So, you know, there it, it may have not been Doherty, but it was a team with a green jersey for sure because it looked like the turf hit the ground um, based off of the move that Doty made. So I also think that, you know, he's a great second effort guy who w won't stop. He will not stop after getting hit once. So he, he gets a lot of second chance opportunities just based off of his leg strength, I think. And that's a testament also to the excellent balance that he has, especially the way that he turns the corner whenever he does reach the corner. And I think that his center of gravity is probably the strongest center of gravity out of all of the athletes on this list. You know, he, he knows how to play low. He understands what leverage means. And we talk about leverage all the time. I think David Doty has a much better understanding of it than most of the players that we talk about whether it's requests or our top five breakdowns. David Doty understands leverage. And you can see it in the pass game too, because even though he does lean forward and you would normally lose leverage like that, he gets super low for his pass pro and also locks his arms. So no one's going to get past him. And I think that, you know, his pass pro is really good, especially compared to most running backs in the state of Colorado. I think David Doty is a guy that you could probably have on the field for three downs and the other team wouldn't suspect anything because... While I, while he didn't get a lot of looks catching the ball, I that doesn't necessarily mean that I don't think that he can because he does catch this one back shoulder kind of wheel route at one point during his highlight reel, which I thought was super impressive. And so I think that the capabilities there, I just wish that he had more opportunities to display that. I think that, you know, David Doty, so talking outlook here about David Doty, is that I think that David Doty is probably a Division II player. I think that his football IQ definitely puts him up there as far as, you know, 
options for Division II programs. I think that he's definitely at least a partial scholarship guy. I for sure think he's a scholarship guy based off of, you know, his, his workload and his output and all the yards he's contributed for this Regis team that has consistently found success. I do think that one kind of thing thing to point out here is that Doty is the only running back that we've talked about, I'm pretty sure, that's ran behind one of the top five linemen in the state of Colorado. So that is something to keep in mind that Anthony was leading the way for him up the middle on some of those read option plays. But I don't want to take too much away from Doty from that because, you know, he, do, he does hit the hole fast once he finds it. But I think for Outlook, you know, I think he does need to produce a little bit more and he needs to get used to taking balls under center and being able to find the holes that way and to find them and hit them a bit harder and swifter, I think. So I think that once he proves that his ball carrier vision is a bit better, that he can go on to bigger places. But I definitely think he's worth a look at the Division II level. Athletically, I think that he could even be a full scholarship guy based off of, you know, just his size and raw athleticism. But I do think that speed, at least at the top end of things, needs to be improved as well as, you know, that ball carrier vision. But with all that being said, I do wish nothing but the best for David Doty. And Anthony had nothing but good things to say about David. So David, if you are listening to this, make sure to tune in to the Anthony interview that we'll have so that you can get some clout on that one too. But that does it for, we are 75% of the way through this breakdown episode. And we're going to wrap up coming up next with Noah Martins, another Evergreen High School guy coming up next. Welcome back to Request Part 6. I am one of your hosts, Cody Stoffer. And once again, if you're not familiar with our release schedule, we have a couple more top fives coming out, particularly with the top five safeties of the class of 2021 in Colorado coming out. Excuse me. Coming out this Friday, which would be January 22nd, right? So 1 slash 22. Simon will be releasing request episodes on Monday. I'll be releasing request episodes on Wednesdays. We'll get that all sorted out. Once again, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, whether it's Playmakers Corner, at Playmakers Corner, or at Playmaker Corner on Twitter specifically, where we'll be putting out a lot of content on these guys, you know, some of the requests that we've been doing and the top five positions that we've been doing. But now that I've I've done our shameless plug and reminded everyone of what the release schedule looks like after our little hiatus there, I will say that Noah Martins, the 5'11", 185-pound running back out of Evergreen High School, completes the trifecta of Evergreen guys. You know, we talked about Griffin Loritano on our top five quarterbacks in the state of Colorado list. If you haven't listened to that, go ahead and give that a listen because Griffin is, is an excellent player, and I think that, you know, he, he deserves a bigger spotlight than the one he's getting. I also did a, I did a breakdown on a request episode for Carter Casson, who personally reached out to us. Thank you so much, Carter, for reaching out to us. I had a lot of, a lot of film, a lot of fun watching his film. And I also think that, you know, Carter is an intriguing prospect. And, you know, I think that his TikTok has been released by this point. But 
Enough talking about those other Evergreen cats. We got Noah Martins, the running back out of Evergreen High School. And we'll talk about some of his strengths and what made him have a place on this Evergreen offense amongst, you know, a lot of, a lot of other talented cats. So Noah's a very strong running back. One of the first plays on his highlights reel on his highlight reel is him just trucking the absolute. Oh man, I can't say <laughs> trucking somebody into next year for sure. And then still falling forward and get it taking like two more guys to take him down. So he definitely has, you know, unmatched strength. I think for 185 pound running back, he runs like he's 200. So, and I'll talk a little bit more about what to invest in for him. But I also think that he, he shows really good patience and good vision waiting for pulling blockers and reading their blocks. You know, I saw a lot of Evergreen's offenses kind of like counter runs or, you know, where, where they'll bring they'll bring a guard, a tackle, and sometimes even a tight end to pull across their formation or a slot back to set up runs. So, you know, he has three lead blockers coming cross field with him against usually the weak side of the defense. And... You know, he waits and he'll put his hand on their back and make sure that he finds the right hole to cut in and get to maximize the most amount of yards rather than running outside of them or running way too inside of them. There's a lot of running backs that aren't patient enough for their blockers, but Noah Martins isn't one of those guys. And I think that's why he was able to have a thousand yard season this past season in such a shortened amount of time. I also think that, you know, he's he's good at winning leverage and he isn't afraid and is very successful at lo lowering his shoulder and gaining another two yards. I talked about it a little bit with his first highlight, but it's something that he consistently does where he just, he's not afraid to just lower that shoulder and he'll, he'll obliterate linebackers. He'll blit. Oh man. Safeties and corners who end up in this dude's way are going to end up on their butt and they're going to end up flat on their back. Absolutely. No doubt. And you know, he showed a level of dominance, I think physically at that three, a level that that is something to respect and something to admire for sure. I also think that, you know, his his legs are strong enough to support his power running style. You know, he, he keeps his legs chopping and he doesn't just rely on his upper body strength. So I do find that really appealing. And I also think that his footwork is pretty solid for somebody who's more of a power back because he is able to change directions really swiftly. And that opens up a lot of opportunities and directions for him to change direction on the run and play a little bit of improv and take what the defense gives him and it also contributes to his excellent patience i think and his vision comes from the fact that his footwork really can just make him go from north to south basically on the turn of a dime so you know those are some things that noah martins does really well and i know that it seems like i talk pretty fast about things that they do well and then the areas of improvement but i'm just trying to spit it out and let you know what what it is and what it do so i'd say areas of improvement for noah martins is well one thing that is kind of a concern is once again noah martins ran in a system that had griffin loritano at quarterback carter casting at wide receiver and some other talented cats where well with griffin's arm and all he was able to spread out the field like a lot so you know noah's never running against a stacked box and he only has one or two guys to beat which you know obviously pad stats a little bit when you don't have to face a crowded box the same way that you know a tyron draper or you know a noah wagner had to or even a q jones necessarily because there is that threat of passing for sure i also think that you know he's missing kind of a top gear or next level speed i don't think that his top speed is all that impressive if I'm going to be completely honest with you in game, I definitely think it needs some work because there are some home runs that 
you know, some of these other running back, arguably any of these other players would have scored a touchdown on, but I just don't think Noah Martins has that next level speed. So I would advise him to work on his burst, especially his explosiveness. You know, Simon talks about it all the time where it's just lacking to be able to kick it into gear on, you know, the drop of dime once again, or on the turn of a dime. And I also think that, you know, even his top speed when he does get to it is not all that imposing or super impressive if I got to be completely honest. Once again, most of his past plays were screens that don't really show route running or tough catch ability. So, you know, not really having to look at that is kind of a weakness. I will say that he did pick up some really good pass blocks this year, and I think that he absolutely had to with Griffin Loritano being his quarterback and with it being, you know, a pretty pass solid team. And I think that Noah Martins does bring that dimension to the game where, you know, you don't have to take him out because he can't pass block. So he's a three down back in the sense that he can run it for two or he can run one pass block and then run again or whatever you need him to do in that sense. I do want to see some more pass catching, you know, whether that's opportunities on his film or if that's something that he needs to work on as far as running routes and just open up that versatile aspect for his game. So with, with all that being said, I do think Noah Martins is a D2 player. And I think that, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with that. I just don't think that his speed necessarily is division one. And that's like a huge sell for being a division one player is having that next level speed. But, you know, I think Noah, as far as strength goes, he can only get stronger in the weight room. And I think that he could fill out even a little bit more than he already is. And I was going to advise since He's mostly a power back anyway. I'd say, Noah, go ahead and throw on another 10 pounds. Get up to 195, 200 pounds, and see if some school likes you at that size to be a bit more of a power back, kind of goal line automatic guy in that red zone and, and the go-to guy to get those scores. I think that that's probably your best path at the Division II level. And I think any Division II level school sees Noah Martin's film and thinks, hey, you know, this is a little bit of a project guy who we have to bulk up a little bit. But, you know, once... Once we get him, he's going to be a power back that I think is going to get five yards for us no matter what happens on the play and that he could shed blocks and, you know, continue to use those collegiate facilities to enhance and improve that footwork. I think that Noah Martins would be a steal for a Division II school. And I think that, you know, he's a guy that you could look at giving a full ride scholarship, potentially. But at the bare minimum, definitely a partial scholarship guy is what Noah Martins is. And I appreciate all the love that Evergreen High School has given us, you know, between the Loritanos and the Cassins and hopefully now the Martins. Noah, you are a highly requested dude on our TikTok and our Instagram for us to do film breakdown on. So I'm glad that I finally got to do it. And with that being said, you know, that concludes this episode of Playmakers Corner Podcast. The request. Once again, I went over Caden Meisner out of University High School, six foot flat, 185 pound athlete. Tyron Draper, the running back out of Hinkley High School at five foot 10, 182 pounds who, you know, will play in the spring, so do keep your eyes open for that. David Doty, the teammate of Anthony Tokini, the 5'11", 185-pound Regis Jesuit high school running back, who, you know, is a very sturdy back with arguably the best balance out of anyone on this list. And Noah Martins, the 5'11", 185-pound running back out of Evergreen High School. If you like this episode and this content, you can always find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts, and almost anywhere else you can find podcasts, including Breaker. I do want to mention that you can find us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Playmakers Corner or at Playmaker Corner. And once again, if you are sending in requests 
I just want to remind you that we need your full name or your athlete's full name, their high school that they go to, what position they play, as well as if you can, please send us the film if you already have it. But I'm Cody Stoffer. Thank you and peace.